Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, and more. Phone calls, voicemails, you name it, we're doing it live. File on in, hit that thumb up button, and let's get started. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? My name is Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show, and today we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, uh, including all the names on screen. Take your voicemails, uh, answer your phone calls, and and all that. So, if you have a question, I'm going to put you on a short 20 second timer while we do the news. But you can certainly dial in and ask uh, ask a question. Uh, I'll disconnect on you, and then we'll move forward from there. Uh, you can dial in on the on the longer part of the show if you want to have a, a bigger conversation, but the phone lines will be open. Aaron Rodgers returns from the darkness. Let's hit the news desk, first of all. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Aaron Rodgers returns from the darkness. Um, there's no word on when he's making a decision, if he's going to make a decision anytime soon. He could literally wait uh, until March 1. He's going to make his decision before free agency. I imagine he'll make a decision in the next like week. But I don't know that we're going to hear anything like today or tomorrow. I think this guy's probably trying to recover from having no light for two, three, four days. Word is he may have not lasted the four days. Uh, we're not sure. He could have. There's all kinds of rumors about A-Rod in, in this situation. But... Um, there are a lot of people with some last-minute Green Bay. He's returning to Green Bay Packer uh, uh, type of predictions, and I, I don't know. I don't think anybody has a clue, but it would make sense that uh, you know this could have of maybe jostled his his uh, I don't know loyalties and, and and made him think about you know the core of 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 where he began and, and that he want to finish his he wants to finish his career in one place. There's a lot of people making a lot of speculative uh, uh, predictions here that have no foundation in fact or uh, word of mouth from Rogers's camp because as Aaron Rodgers has said multiple times, um, this is uh, this is something that he doesn't have his circle share and that nobody knows what he's going to do. He doesn't he didn't even know what he was going to do when he went into the darkness. So hopefully we have some indication as to whether he wants to return to football or not, and then hopefully we have an indication whether he wants to potentially be traded or not. Sounds like the Green Bay Packers there's mixed vibes coming out of different reports. One report uh, a little over a week ago said that the Green Bay Packers or less than a week ago. I think right when Aaron Rodgers went into the darkness mode uh, the report broke saying that the Packers were disgusted with Aaron Rodgers, that they were in quote-unquote infatuated with Jordan Love, and that there was a, a pretty much guaranteed um, you know, path for Aaron Rodgers to be traded or to retire. And now we're hearing things like the Green Bay Packers will welcome him, welcome him back. We don't know. 
people are throwing around all kinds of guesses. I, we just have to wait. We just have to wait. My guess, if I had to guess, I've made this pretty clear the last couple days. Uh, my guess is, is this. Aaron Rodgers ends up going to the Raiders. Derek Carr ends up going to the New York Jets. And Lamar Jackson ends up getting traded to the Atlanta Falcons, in which we will all just rejoice. We will be so excited and thrilled, so excited and thrilled to see Lamar Jackson in a, wait, where is, where is it? Let's go back to the screen. Lamar Jackson in, a, in an Atlanta Falcons uniform. It would make our moon men dance on the moon. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. New edition, Drake London. Look at that man. Look at these two Atlanta Falcons down here. Who knows? Maybe Tyler Algier will be right next to these other two Falcons if Lamar Jackson lands in a uh, Falcon uniform. So very, very excited about that. But that's my prediction. But but here's the thing. And as we've talked about over and over, if Aaron Rodgers decides to return to Green Bay, okay, we'll just do it like that. That's Green Bay. He's staying put. He's not getting traded. He's not retiring, but he's not getting traded. Then all of a sudden, you have a potential situation where, I don't know, I, I still think Derek Carr ends up going to New York in that case. But let's, I, I guess the one we need to talk about more would be what if Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets? What if the Jets said, hey, we love Derek Carr, but we think we can win in 2023 with Aaron Rodgers? Then that's when everything gets jostled around. I think I think maybe Atlanta is still the landing spot for for Lamar, but there's a possibility Lamar could go to the Raiders. Maybe the Raiders offer just a better trade, you know, so it's tough to know. Miami probably not in the Lamar game because they don't have a 2023 first rounder. They could give up their 2024 and 2025, but would the Ravens want future first rounders and not have anything to do with this 2023 NFL draft class? I doubt it. So for me, Lamar does end up in in Atlanta. Um, He could get, let's move on to the Lamar Jackson uh, topic. He could get he could get you know signed to a new deal with the Falcons and or the the Ravens and then not trade him. But the the problem with that is things are going sour and south pretty fast. Uh, this report here from ESPN says that all of Lamar Jackson's counter offers to the Ravens and they're about a hundred million dollars apart. Let me let me minimize this and re- repeat that for everybody in the back. Okay, what I'm showing you right now, the Ravens and Lamar are one hundred million apart let me go ahead and write that out so it's very very clear what we're talking about that's a one a zero and a zero 100 million apart that's a big number people that's a big big number and so this report here knowing that information that that makes this that much more impacting all of lamar jackson's counter offers to the ravens and contract talks were fully guaranteed fully guaranteed contracts that's also a very important note. Fully guaranteed with what I'm about to read. And uh, contracts that exceeded what Deshaun Watson. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Got that means that they're a hundred million dollars apart in guaranteed money, essentially, and that this man is asking for 240 to 250 million dollars guaranteed. Okay, where's my board? Two guaranteed, guaranteed 240 to 250 million dollars guaranteed, and they're 100 million apart, meaning that the Ravens are probably in the 140 to 1. 60 ballpark they're 100 million apart so this isn't happening they're franchise tagging him for 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 certain they have a they have a little bit they have like two weeks to figure this out they have until march 7 the the franchise tag window has opened and that opened on the 21st the franchise tag uh designation deadline is march 7 free agency in the new league year starts on march 15 so trades can happen and all that. Lamar Jackson's getting moved at this rate. Could could the the Ravens be calling the worst kind of bluff we've ever seen and pissing off Lamar and making this a, a a very bad situation? It's certainly possible. But but at this point, at this point, he's getting traded. At this point, I don't see a way out of this situation. You've got Munkin, you've got this new offensive coordinator coming in to install a new offense, right? Either way, Lamar's playing in a new offense in 2023. Either way, because Munkin's new offense is coming in, and they're not going to have Lamar for how long? He's supposed to build and establish a new offense in Baltimore without a quarterback, without his quarterback showing up. This is going south, and I believe Lamar Jackson will be playing in Atlanta in 2023. To the moon. To the moon. Um, Kyler Murray news. Uh, this is kind of like, I don't know that this is that crazy of a news. We knew this would be the case, but this is more confirmation that Kyler Murray probably is going to have a very slow comeback. And this is what I've been saying all offseason. He could be out for half of a year or the entire season. Uh, Michael Bidwell on Kyler Murray. There could be setbacks. The progress could be slow, but he's a young man. It looks like he is a fast healer. Things are going well. Let's hope he keeps going. It keeps going the way it's going. It is. Um, I I don't know if there's some indication that there was a setback, or maybe they've got to go in and do a cleanup surgery, and that's his way of of spilling the beans on that. I don't know. All I know is that Kyler Murray's very very likely to miss at least the first quarter of the 2023 NFL season. He's probably decently likely to miss the entire for or the the first half of the 2023 NFL season. And there's still a, a, a pretty, pretty uh, I would say, like likely chance maybe of the 30% variety. Let's say the other, let's say missing a quarter of the season is 90% to 100%. Missing half of a season feels like a, a 
type of uh, percentage. And then a 20 to 30% chance. Like, I, I know these percentages aren't adding up, but they overlap because of the likelihood of injury and setback and all that. So there's never going to be a an exact percentage divide. But I'd say, like, it feels in the variety of the 20 or 30% of the remainder that this guy is going to be able to come back, you know, in the in the first three quarters of the season. So Kyler's Kyler's in a in a in a pickle. The Cardinals are in a pickle, and the Cardinals are probably looking to trade DeAndre Hopkins because of that very reason. Because 2023 could be a a throwaway year, um, a year to rebuild and, and tool for 2024, so that um, so that Gannon can take this team, re, reshape this defense, and, and basically put it in a position to win in 2024. And the Cardinals uh, ownership. Bidwell, all these, all these, uh, all these people that are that are going to judge Gannon, I think, are going to give him a pass in 2023, given he's not going to have his quarterback. Now, if the Cardinals somehow win, like they're 50, they're 500 by midseason, somehow, some way, then Kyler probably rushes back a little quicker than normal, and the Cardinals try and make a run, and we'll see. But my my current thinking is, even in best ball, under underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. We're going to do some live drafts tonight, so you got to get to the link that I'm going to drop in the live chat, and uh, I'll pin it. But go to Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. I just dropped it in the live chat. Make sure you're you're ready to go. You sign up ahead of time right now, and and because you're not going to have time to sign up um, if you wait to sign up until tonight. But but basically, my my advice is to probably avoid Kyler Murray um, at all costs. Let's see here. I'm going to drop that link right here. Here we go. Link has been dropped. Link has been pinned. Avoid him at all costs and redraft. And you'll probably want to avoid him, I would say, in almost entirely in, in best ball, unless you're getting him very, very late. Like, do I like Kyler Murray as my third quarterback? Yeah, but, you know, if he falls that late, sure. You know, because if he comes back by midseason, that rotation of quarterbacks in best ball with the... Uh, um, the optimal scoring where they just insert your top scoring quarterback every week. It could have some advantages, but at the same time, like coming off an ACL tear, um, I don't know that Kyler Murray is going to hang with my number one or number two quarterback if I'm drafting uh, a second quarterback early or at least in a decent spot because Kyler's not able to run probably all year uh, the way that he's used to running. So Kyler might have some limit, limited value even if he does ret- return in 2023. Uh, this news is bad. This is Javante Williams. This is what I've been talking about the entire offseason and why there's a difference between Brees Hall and Javante Williams. And you can expect a video. I might drop a video tonight, a little premiere after this, uh, or tomorrow on Javante and Brees Hall, talking about and highlighting their ACL tears, the difference between the two, why I love Brees Hall in 2023, why I don't love Javante Williams in 2023. Uh, ESPN's reporting that Javante Williams' knee uh, multiple lead, uh, ligament tears could keep him out well into the 2023 season. This is not new information. I've been telling you all. I've been telling you all this for for months that there's a huge, stark difference between Javante Williams's knee surgery and Brees Hall's knee surgery. Brees Hall's ACL repair is more along the lines of an Adrian Peterson, more along the lines and on the track of an Adrian Peterson recovery, an explosive. Sec, uh, first year back from an ACL tear. Javante Williams is on the track of J.K. Dobbins mixed with uh, Saquon Barkley. And these two guys, especially J.K., weren't ready for week one. And J.K. had had a similar mangled knee as Javante. 
And so I know we're all excited about Javante. I know Sean Payton's supposed to excite us about Javante. But the truth of the matter is this guy got a bad shake. Um, I don't know what his future holds. I don't even know what his dynasty value is walking into 2023 and 2024 and, and beyond. I can't say I'm very comfortable with any of the values across the board for Javante Dynasty Redraft Best Ball. Um, his value, his ADP's been in like round seven, round six, seven, eight, and that's too expensive for me when you got a, a guy like Zach Charbonnet or some of these later moon men. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. A Sean Tucker's more attractive in Best Ball, especially promo code Smitty Underdog. Space Moses. Tucker's more attractive in round like eight. Than, than, than Javante is right now. Um, guys like uh, uh, Kyle Pitts in 6-7 are way more attractive than, than Javante. I think this news, even though we knew this to be the case, even though your boy Smitty's been saying exactly what this report said, and I've been saying it for months, and people have been to the tune of, Smitty, I don't understand. You love Javante. How can you love Brees Hall and put Brees Hall on the moon man list, Smitty? The moon man dropping loads in outer space how can you put Brees hall smitty mars man how can you put him on the mars men smitty look at Brees hall third from the left loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space how can you put Brees hall on the moon man and mars men list and you don't even talk about javante you just abandoned javante smitty because what your boy smitty does is he brings a genuine honest unwavering but also uh adjust and adapt mentality to everything i do i don't dig my heels in i don't sit there and say well because i said this a thousand times i gotta i gotta believe in javante i adjust and adapt we all just adjust and adapt uh mitch says the mars men's getting crowded we do have seven but it's not it's not gonna get any bigger than this mitch he's on a shuttle to mars Mars men. We're sending seven individuals to Mars. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly in space. These individuals are looking fantastic. Th- this wins you a league. This this little this little seven. This little uh, table of seven. Look at it. Look at it. We need a to Mars button. You know. To the moon. To Mars. Um, but Mars is special. So maybe we aren't going to do a Mars button. I mean, we can if we're referencing a moon man, so we don't have to wait through this entire animation. Like, whenever I'm like, Brees Hall is a, Mar- a Mars man. I could go, Brees Hall is a Mars man. To Mars. The moon. You know, I think I'm going to add that. But it's because it's a long thing to be like, Brees Hall is a Mars man. Hold on one second while this plays. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Okay, now I can talk briefly. Like, that That does get a little bit hard to, to stay in a flow. <laughs> so maybe I will have a to, to Mars uh, button. But but Javante, we'll, we'll get into this. I'm gonna have a video talking about Brees Hall, Javante. That's coming. That's coming, ladies and gentlemen. The magnificent seven Mitch is correct. Okay, so that that news is is there. Swift. This one's kind of tough. Um, this is a guy that we believed in. This is a Justin Adapt uh, fantasy football in the making right here because. I mean, God, this guy's so talented. Now Jamal Williams is hitting free agency. Granted, he could come back. He could come crawling back because guess what? Um, you lead the league in touchdowns, no one cares. No one cares. Why? Because the the rookie uh, running back pool is massive. And the free agent running back landing spots are eight deep. 
if you're trying to talk about... And actually, you know what? Let's take uh, Arizona off this list because they're not really... They got Connor, and they're not really in the market for a big-name QB. As much as I want Brees Hall to go to Arizona, it's not going to happen. So, really, I got to adjust this graphic. It's not eight deep. It's it's really seven deep with Arizona as a potential wild card landing spot. So, I changed the graphic to seven. You have seven landing spots, uh, two of which might have returning Josh Jacobs and Saquon. Or, if, if Jacobs and Saquon don't return to their homes in New York and in, in Las Vegas then guess what? They go to one of these other spots. So guaranteed, guaranteed, you have Jacobs, you have Barkley, and you have Tony Pollard likely returning to Dallas. So that's why Dallas isn't on this list, but Dallas, but, but Pollard currently as of this moment is a free agent um, who could get franchise tagged. But you have of these highlighted spots, of the spots that are highlighted and circled, you have Jacobs and Barkley 100% going to one of those places, leaving five remaining landing spots for RBs. Five. And you have how many amazing rookies? Seven to eight. There's just no market. Motion detected at the backyard. There's no market for a guy like Jamal Williams to go get a starting gig. Maybe he falls into one of these environments. Maybe he goes to Miami where it's a little clouded. He, I, I could see that maybe. Um, Philly, I could see Philly potentially bringing him. So maybe I'm being a little hard on Jamal. Maybe Jamal does he did impress enough that a team does bring him in as, as a, like maybe a guy to compete, though. I don't know if he's coming in as the sole starter without any competition whatsoever. Wouldn't shock me if he just brought, they brought him back is kind of my point. So I think he goes out there, probably doesn't get uh, the interest that you would think he would get, right, coming off of the big season he had touchdown-wise. And maybe just, you know, soils the situation again. But what we're also hearing right here is that the athletic, and this is one person's opinion, okay, but, but you know, when these things happen I, I and they get spread around, it's my obligation to come out and say, okay, I, I get it. It's one guy's opinion. He wrote, a, wrote an article on, in a, on a big platform, but uh, it requires my attention because I get nothing but DMs and questions about it, right? So here's my analysis of this. Uh, he says, I'm not sure there's a future between the Lions and DeAndre Swift, given Swift's injury history and the money that he'd likely want, and then went on to, uh, or at least this article on NBC Sports, I don't know if this came from from Colton himself, but suggesting that the, the Lions are likely to, to attack uh, the running back position relatively early, early probably meaning first three rounds in the NFL draft, uh, with, with, with the, you know, attack, attack the running back position with a rookie. And there's a possibility with the two first-rounders that the Lions have in this draft. Lions have uh, this, um, let's see here. They have this uh, six pick, and they also have this 18 overall pick. So, you know, the 18 overall pick's a tough spot for an RB, uh, unless unless, unless Bijan falls. If Bijan falls to 18, and he could, the Lions could take him. They love to run the ball. They love to ground and pound. This is what the Lions love to do. They lost their guy that was the you know league leading touchdown guy, uh, and, and now they're gonna they're gonna want to replace that potentially. And it doesn't it doesn't feel like they trust DeAndre Swift. So it wouldn't shock me at all if Detroit took Bijan here. I don't think they'll take him here, but could they trade that pick down and and take him there? Sure. Could they use this on a on a wide receiver? I doubt it. That would be crazy. Um, this seems like it might be, you know, court, potential quarterback to put behind Goff, I think, if I had to guess, but you never know. Lions are going to be dangerous in, in, in 
maybe this year they'll be dangerous. They'll be quiet. They'll be quietly dangerous. And I'm gonna do a video on my four, my top four teams to to surprise everybody. My my potential. Who's the next Cincinnati Bengals? And the Lions are gonna be on that list. Lions are a very dangerous team with two first round picks and have a lot of a lot of firepower. And, and, and underdog grit going into 2023 before they even get into the NFL draft. And the, they have two first-round picks, so it's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, your running back game can be improved, Smitty. My running back game... Ray, what's this even mean? Uh, what's this mean? Your running back game could be improved, Smitty. Ray, Ray, you're talking to a man that told you that Kenneth Walker was going to win you leagues, Ray. My running back game can't be improved. Your running back game can be improved, broski. And, and and this whole, how hasn't Eckler been your moon man yet, Smitty? What do you think the moon man list is, Ray? You think the moon man list is taking the top five picks in, in the NFL draft and slapping them on a, on a list? Not to mention, your boy Eckler is going to be 28 years old walking into 2023, Ray. Your boy Eckler's walking into 2023 at the age of 28, Ray. That's the old 30, 30 years old, pal. Eckler ain't making no moon man list. You out of your mind, Ray? My running backs need need work. Ray, your running backs need work. Ray, take another lap. Back-to-back -back shows, bro. Ray, you're talking to the number one ranked analyst in the in the industry for quarterback rankings for the last three years, according to Fantasy Pros. You're talking to the guy that ranked number one over the last uh, three years prior to this last year. For three years, I was reigning uh, number one tight end ranker. And if you think that I didn't do well in running backs, Ray, you got another thing coming because running backs are actually my wheelhouse. Ray reminds me of that guy that that he thinks he could he could do this. <laughs> Smitty, Smitty, if I had time, I would create a fantasy show, but I won't. <laughs> You're lucky I ever got in the business. All right, back to Swift. Swift to me is a big big risk. And I I hate to say it cuz I did like him walking into last year. We, I mean a lot of us did. He has so much upside. You talk about talent alone. Swift's, Swift's up there in, in terms of being one of the most talented, versatile players in the National Football League with speed and quickness and you know strength and 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 receiving ability. You, you know he has Alvin Kamara type uh, upside if he could stay on the field. But not only does he have uh, a, a, a bad a bad uh, injury like concern and red flag. But his team doesn't necessarily believe in him. And I think that that's why this report holds a little water for me. Because you have a team that literally, when he was healthy, they continued to not feed him the ball. So, do you trust that they're going to not go get another rookie running back? I don't. So, for me, Swift is is a total avoid unless he falls to some ridiculous ADP value. Dial into the show. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Uh, Ray says, you're okay. You're okay. 
Uh, nothing to feel as special as you think you are. Thank you, Ray. Ray, look, these these glaring reviews you give me, I put them on my website. Like, right at the top, where it's like, he's pretty good at... What was your quote the other day, Ray? He's pretty good at quarterback and, and tight end, but he's okay at the rest. <laughs> Ray Ray's an amazing, amazing uh, testimonial giver, this guy. Uh, I, I imagine, Ray, I imagine... You do some sort of auditing. I imagine you are in quality assurance somewhere. Just picking apart people all day long. It's in your nature to try and destroy while you compliment, Ray. I think it's, you have to work. You work in banking and you work in auditing. You audit. You do something where you pick people apart. I can predict it, Ray. I got a psych. One of my degrees is in psych, Ray. You don't think I can tell what you do? You don't think I can tell what you do, Ray, for a living? You pick people apart, Ray. Whether it's in quality or something else, that's what you do. I can, I can feel it. I can feel it. I can I can analyze you, bro. Um, let's uh, let's also hit these voicemails, and and let's let's see what people are saying here. We've got uh, a voicemail from Johnny Edwards. Hey Smitty, what's up? What's your thoughts on Stevenson this year? Thanks, man. Be blessed. Ooh, Stevenson. Yeah, Ramondre's a good one, bro. Uh, let's put let's put the. Uh, topic on screen here so Stevenson uh look um this rookie this this running back free agent board right here this running back free agent board we've got uh who do you see on this list he's back here you can barely see him but his name is Damian Harris so we have a little bit um I like your show I'm not trying to be too judgmental thanks Ray you're doing a great job. <laughs> Keep it up, bro. Keep it up. You, you, it's not your fault. You, 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 you do this for a living. You're, you're a, you're a quality control auditor, from what I can tell. So you just, you're naturally critical in a very bad way, Ray. It's okay, kind of. Stevenson to me, he's in a great spot because there's no quarterback or no running back competition right now. Right now, but will Bill Belichick draft two rookie running backs? Not one, but probably two. I would, I would say almost certainly. He's at least grab a one. So it depends on who falls and who falls where. And 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 Bill Belichick loves rotating his running backs out. However, he does like to stick with one for a couple years. It seems there's good opportunity for for Ramondre Stevenson. He's got top six to twelve running back upside with a pretty big range of six to twelve because there's so many good running backs that that we have to consider. But it, it's this is like this is a tough spot to be in before the NFL draft to be maybe using your keeper spot on Stevenson or drafting Stevenson in best ball or trying to decide what to do uh, with Stevenson. It's 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 an interesting, a very, very, very interesting um, uh, situation. You know, uh, I, I, I think i probably say tread lightly, tread with caution. There's a few red flags for me in terms of Stevenson kind of being in the doghouse at the end of the year. Um, I don't know if that's going to carry over. It wasn't like he, he was like benched or anything, but this guy was involved in a, a couple bad decisions according, you know, in Bill Belichick's eyes um, with that whole Raiders defensive touchdown uh, pitch play thing, the, the costly fumble at the end of the year. So Stevenson kind of ended the year on a sour note. And, and so there's some risk involved, but there's also some massive upside. I'd say the risk and upside are probably um, pretty close, bro. Probably pretty, pretty, pretty close, I would say. 
four guys you missed last year, Smitty. Uh, bro, Ray. We all miss Ray. I hate to tell you, we all miss pal. We all miss. Um, you think I? You think I'm a hundred percent on on the on the ten thousand things I, I drop on my show? Swaggy says that would ruin Gibbs, in my opinion, because the Lions do not want a workhorse running back. They want a committee. Someone saying Gibbs to the to the to the Lions. I don't know if Gibbs to the Lions is even a good fit at all because Gibbs is a little bit more like Swift, you know. Than you wouldn't want two of those RBs. If if Detroit's going to draft an RB, they want a workhorse. They want a between the tackle guy. And Swift, they obviously don't view as a between-the-tackle guy because they barely trust him to stay healthy on on solid volume that isn't even workhorse volume. They can't even give him major wide receiver reps and and, and numbers in the the uh, I don't know the old Eckler role. Like you could give Swift at least the old Austin Eckler role to try and keep him as healthy as possible with without running him up the A and B, uh, A and B gap. But no, they don't. They they continue to, uh, um, you know, they continue to feed them uh, or don't feed them. Let's see here. Um, the only thing with Stevenson is he ended up end of the season in the doghouse. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I just said. Um, and it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Bill Belichick c- could draft two rookie running backs, and then what are we looking at then? You know what I mean? So tread lightly with Stevenson. Um, oh, I didn't even record that. Uh, jo- Johnny, appreciate you. Um, tread lightly with Stevenson. He's in the doghouse at the end of the year. Um, but Bill loves to draft two or one at least rookie running backs every year. And and so I'd say he kind of floats in the high-risk, high-reward category for me, given that you're going to have to draft him as a, a, a high-end running back two. And some would say uh, you know, a, a maybe a low-end running back one. There, there are better options on the on the table for me or on the board when he's on the clock. So I, I would tread lightly. Uh, thank you, Johnny, for your your message. I try and leave a voicemail in the group so that you guys don't have to like hunt um, for for my answer. So Johnny, appreciate you. And if you guys want to be a part of the voicemail group, all you gotta do is get on over to my Instagram. TheFantasyFootballShow.com There's a subscribe button on my profile And for $4.99 a month uh, The price of a half a cup of coffee You can be in this voicemail group Where everybody gets to chat with each other um, All day long And they're all paying $4.99 a month right? And while that's not a big number It's a high enough number that you know Everyone in there is serious And they're they're helping each other They're answering questions And anytime you want to drop me a voicemail That's where I come in into this group so you get the group to talk with everybody but anytime you hold down the mic and drop a voicemail uh, I play those on the show so it's direct access to me Um, it's a fantastic way to not only get involved on the show and ask a question on the show uh, but it's a a good way to get direct access to me Um, here we go Jim Jim. I know it's kind of hard to predict right now without knowing who the quarterback is and without the draft and everything but what do you kind of project with the Tampa Bay offense this year without Tom Brady, specifically Chris Godwin and Rashad White? I'm kind of curious what you think about those two players in 2023 and beyond. Yeah, that's a, I mean, it's a great, great question. I, I've answered this a couple times, a couple different ways, um, pretty much along the same lines, though, is that uh, for me, I feel like uh, I feel like there's more of a reason uh, that uh, – What's Ray saying now? Ray, what are you talking about? I, if I recall, you started to lose faith in ETN 
What? <laughs> Ray, you're you're really showing yourself. You're really showing your true colors, Ray. Coming into this environment and suggesting that I didn't love ETN more than anybody you could possibly find on this planet Earth, Ray. You just showed your true colors. This is probably the dumbest statement you could have made on this show. What a what a nice piece of work this is, Ray. If I recall correct, you started to lose faith in ETN. What on earth are you talking about, Ray? Ray, this not only is this a lie, just a blatant lie, Ray. It's a really ridiculous one. That like it's almost like saying, you know, in front of a bunch of scientists that that the earth is flat. And saying, if I recall correctly, all you scientists in this room right now said the earth was flat earlier this year. That's about the equivalent of what you just dropped. It's the most ridiculous thing I've seen in probably an entire calendar year, Ray. And everyone in here knows it. That's the problem, Ray. You just devalue your own word because every single person in here knows this is 1,000% not true because everyone in here knows how much I loved ETN all season long, Ray. <laughs> you just devalued your own word, bro. You just brought it down to zero. Unbelievable. 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 <laughs> Tampa Bay. Where were we? Oh man. Ray, Ray, you're you're a piece of work, that's for sure. Uh, Tampa Bay, I'm I'm kind of hoping that ETN. <laughs> let me show you. Let me show you the yearbook, Ray. Ray, I don't know if you saw the 2023 yearbook that came rolling in, my my guy. Here it is. Look, look who's right next to Smitty in the yearbook, bro. Look who's right next to Smitty in the yearbook. Look at this Moon Men list, Ray. Look at it. Take a gander. Take it all in, Ray. Here we go. Ray says, give these guys better advice. Ray, guess what? Bye, Ray. We've had enough of you. Okay, Tampa Bay offense. Now, I, I let somebody come in and be negative once in a while. I let people come in and, and, and say whatever, but when they literally try and take over the chat, and it's it gets it gets too negative. I you just you get booted. You get booted. We don't put up with it, Ray. So have a nice life, Ray. We'll see you later. Enjoy another channel where you feel you don't feel the need to sit there and and pick apart inside the chat and then spread lies and rumors inside the chat about my ETN. You don't talk bad about my relationship between me and ETN. That ain't gonna happen, Ray. You've just been Smitty disapproved. Not on my watch, Ray. Not on my watch. Tampa Bay. I'm sorry. Uh, Jim. No point to read. That's the thing. is, I'll let somebody sit in here and be a little bit negative and critical if they add value to the chat. Ray doesn't add any value to the chat at all. Uh, Jim, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that uh, I believe this is the one offense I'm not really all that worried about in terms of this QB movement. So we got Tampa Bay down here at the bottom. Tampa Bay, if I had to choose, I don't want one of these quarterbacks going to Tampa Bay 
I want these wide receiver problems getting solved in Atlanta with Pitts in, 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 in London, the pass catchers in Atlanta. Uh, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. I want that, those problems to be solved in New York. I want Devontae Adams and and potentially if we can and if we can't, that's fine. Devontae Adams solved in, in Las Vegas, but then Miami. Uh, the Bucks. Uh, I hate to say it, but I'm almost like okay with that situation just dying in a way. I so I don't tr- I don't trust Godwin to stay healthy. I don't really trust Godwin all that much anyway. And Mike Evans is kind of near getting nearer and closer to that end of the road of the decline, at least, when we saw a little bit of it last year. So Tampa Bay, I'm just in an avoid mode right now for Tampa, period, and t- until they get a quarterback, and I don't think they will. And if you look at this this board, if we assume all these things to be true, if we think Lamar's going to the Falcons, if we think that Aaron Rodgers is going to either the Raiders or staying in Green Bay, and we think Derek Carr is going to the New York Jets, that means that we're probably looking at for a Tampa Bay quarterback, a Jimmy G, maybe a Mike White. And if Mike White lands there, maybe I get a little more excited about about the uh the buck wide receivers. But until then, I'm kinda in a in a holding pattern and an avoid pattern for Tampa Bay Buccaneer players. Ron Navy, you're live. Na 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 Hey hey goodbye Ray. Goodbye Ray Ray. Hey did you did you did you, you hear the news? Did you hear the news? I don't like ETN. I heard, <laughs> and 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 I and I specifically remember like when ETN was had his down. You know he wasn't doing that great. Everybody's like asking you, should I get rid of ETN? Should I get rid of ETN? Should I get rid of ETN? And you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I, I put oh, I put up with Ray until he started dropping lies in the chat. Then I was like, okay, now you not only are you kind of annoying, but now you're dropping lies he about. Just wanted fame. Well, he got he it. He got his two days of fame. Ray, you are famous for two yeah. days. Congratulations. Um. So, anything in regards to these these pieces of news? I know you got some something to say about Swift, or you know, and and Ron Navy's. Yeah, credit he said to void swift last year so you know he's definitely a void for ron this year i can almost bet you but give me any thoughts on a rod lamar kyler javante and swift today's pieces of news well i mean nothing different with lamar i mean i i with you i hope he goes to atlanta javante kind of uh a bummer that he's gonna take longer to recover than you know we we would like and that's do you, do you hold him in dynasty or do you like part ways with him? I mean, um, like, give me give me a scenario of how to part ways with them. Like, what what kind of trade off well, offer would you offer me? Well, I mean, I've already been offered something for him, but um, but I don't know. You know, I mean, I'd rather if. If the outlook for him, if he's worth keeping, even if he doesn't play this next year or even towards the end of next year, I mean, do you think he's going to be recovered or is he going to be another great potential running back that got injured that can't find his way back to being... Well, let's let's play the name game. Um, Let me put these on screen here. So we got Javante. 
and then uh, give me a name. Let's just go through a, a, a gauntlet of, of potential players or situations. You could say, hey, uh, you know, 1.4, or you could say like a, a future first rounder and Singletary. Like, give, give me an example, and I'll, I'll tell you which side. Oh, uh, all right. I'd say Javante <clears throat> or... Herbert. And if I, it, what's my quarterback situation look like? Let's say I don't have a quarterback. I'd take Herbert if it, if it, uh, let's see here. Where did that I'm go? I'm talking about the running back, Herbert. Oh, 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 oh. wanted me to compare running backs against Yeah, running I got backs. you. I got, well, I said any scenario, but yeah. Um, Leo Herbert. I mean, in this case, like, look, if the Bears don't draft an RB, I'm going to easily be on the Herbert train. But for now, until we know that, Herbert's no better off than Javante. You know, so Javante, I take over Khalil Herbert. Um, but but I, I could see a world where Herbert gets more value all of a sudden. You know, but but I all I right. think I I think I would definitely I definitely think Javante's got upside for the future still. But he's also got some complications. The fact that he won't be ready for Week One, it, it all it all depends on if they go after a, a rookie. If they go after a rookie running back, that's going to be tough. It's going to put Javante in another timeshare or potential like he has to climb back. His his knee injury was so brutal. Do I think he can recover from it? Yes, but I'm a little worried about what's going on. You know, I'm a little worried about the fact that he can miss half of his season. And if they bring in a guy like uh, like Tank Bigsby, you know, and Bigsby's doing well. Then Javante's gonna be slow moving getting back, but I, I still like Javante more than the guys like Herbert. I, yeah, but but do I like uh, let's say the one point? Let me give you a couple examples. Do I like the one point four in Dynasty over uh, Javante? Easy easy choice one point four because you're gonna get at least the top wide receiver, or you're getting um, Zach Charbonnet because if you think Gibbs is going two or in the top four for sure or top three for sure. So Gibbs and and, uh, and Bijan are gone. You're getting the number one wide receiver in your mind or Zach Charbonnet. So where it could get tricky is if we start um, we start talking about... We got Brucey calling in. If we start talking about like the 1.5 and 1.6. So if we go 1.6 uh, or Javante, it's a little tougher call. But I think I still go in the route of the 1.6 because you're still talking about maybe the third best wide receiver or Sean Tucker if he gets in the mix. I think once you get past the 1.6, 1.7, then it's like Javante's more valuable. If this is an unknown mid-2024 uh, 2024 first rounder, let's say, and we'll call it we'll call it like a, a mid with maybe a chance of it being um, maybe being a little earlier than we think a shot at it, but it could be a mid- that that is more attractive right now in Dynasty because of what you can maybe do with it. Like, can you trade Javante for Kyle Pitts right now? Absolutely not. Could you trade a 2024 first with a tight end that you have for for Kyle Pitts? Maybe. So it's all about movement for me. But but Javante, it's a good question and it, it's tough to know. Um, th- let me get this voicemail. Let me get this. Let me get this voicemail out of the way real quick. Um. 
Let's see here. What was uh, Jim's question? Let's see. Jim was about the tight ends. Hey, Jim, I answered your question probably about, I'd say, like 30 minutes into the show, roughly. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate you. All right, let's go with Kenny. Kenny Powers' question real quick, and then go go to the Bruce. Hey, Smitty, looking at the Patriots and their QB situation, are you leaning Zap or Mac Jones? It doesn't appear that Belichick was too happy with Mac's second year. The other thing I was wondering is, what do you think of Thornton? Do you think he has a chance to break out in year two, or do you think they'll look to add weapons? Uh, Thornton, I'm not, I'm not it's overly excited about. Uh, Mac Jones, the Zapmeister. I don't know. Is that I think I think Mac Jones is not it. I I'm I'm a total avoid Mac Jones guy. I don't think he's got what it takes. I think Mac Jones. I don't even think Mac Jones has what it takes to remain a starter anywhere, let alone not be good. Like he's he's injury prone. Um. I don't know. He just feels like a meme. You know, he's a walking meme to me at the quarterback position. Could could he surprise me? Maybe, but I don't think he will. Not to mention he's not supported. Like it's not like he gets all these amazing offensive, you know, wide receiver weapons. He's they, they build double tight ends there, and they're not Gronk and Hernandez of the olden days. This is Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Like the, that's your weapons. Like no one's gonna succeed. Um, give me the Zapmeister. Uh, I answer your question at forty-seven minutes in, or forty-six minutes in. Um. Sorry about that. I, I normally hold down the button and, and reply to you guys at the same time. So, uh, Brucey, what are you thinking on all these topics today? And, and second of all, how you doing? And glad to hear from you, Bruce. Oh, I'm all right. Uh, I missed first. I, I missed like what he said, 40, 45 minutes, because I was uh, in my uh, in my lawyer's office. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Okay. Well, it's it's legal issues. I ain't, I ain't beating people. You know what I mean? It's yeah, a lawsuit. Well, yeah, let's hope not, Brucey. Uh, Brucey, what do you think about uh, where do you think A Rod's going to be in twenty twenty three, Bruce? Well, that's my that's my question on the sweat or the who should go where is who would you like more in uh, the Jets, Car or A Rod? For twenty twenty three, A Rod. Um, in terms of just quarterback talent, right? But but keep in mind that that's going to cost multiple first rounders. Um, it's also going to, you know, it's going to be not as long term because Aaron Rodgers doesn't even know if he's playing this year. To this moment, we have we don't know if he's playing this year, so you don't know if he's playing next year. And maybe he gives them an assurance of I'll play two years in New York. Like we don't know that that could be, but that that they can't guarantee that if he says that. Um, he costs the team sixty million dollars too. Um, but but at at the same time, how much is is uh, Derek Carr going to cost? M- my thinking is Derek Carr probably ends up costing, I would say around thirty to thirty five million dollars a year. I think he signs a well above one hundred forty million dollar deal. I think he's going to get over a hundred million dollars guaranteed. I could be way low. I'm just giving you like a, a, a like I think bottom of the you know basement type of ballpark. I I think people people that say oh Derek Carr's not going to get that money. He's not he's not worth that. That's ridiculous to say that because Derek Carr is the number one free agent quarterback in a market where there's five to eight teams clamoring for the number one quarterback in the market. Derek Carr. So he's going to command whatever he wants. 
Like it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if this was Christian Kirk type money. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not talking about Christian Kirk's actual dollar amount. I mean comparatively to the position. When Christian Kirk signed his deal, people's jaw dropped comparatively to the position. Similarly, I think we could be seeing Derek Carr's money as a quarterback make people's jaw drop. And you're going to have people laughing all over the place that the New York Jets are the New York Jets. Oh, my God. You do it. They're doing it again. The New York Jets are the New York Jets. But let me tell you something. Derek Carr in Las Vegas and in Oakland. His entire reign as a Raider in Las Vegas and in Oakland. He had a bottom four defense the entire time. Across the across the board in every major statistical category, this team was like 20, 28th at best in any major category over the course of his reign. The New York Jets are 1-4 to four overall in every single category that matters. And they'll probably be the number one defense over the Niners, over everybody, if they have good quarterback play to help keep the defense fresh and healthy. And so it's very, very easy to be critical of Derek Carr. It's very easy to say Derek Carr isn't good. Derek Carr's got a lot of football left, and Derek Carr's going to have tons of weapons and the best defense he's ever played with. And we're going to see Derek Carr do great things in New York. I think the New York Jets will be Super Bowl caliber, a Super Bowl caliber team in 2023 if Derek Carr's in that lineup. They'll be a Super Bowl caliber team with Aaron Rodgers in the lineup. The question is, how much better is your future with Derek Carr not having to give up the draft capital and not paying the $60 million this year and all the things that that does to their free agency this year to add talent and, and maneuver and get a little bit better at each position? It's just cheaper. You got more firepower with Derek Carr. It's just you got to ask yourself, is Derek Carr going to give you the same result as Aaron Jones? And the honest truth is no one knows. Like, I'd rather have or Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers, like, talent-wise, I would. Like, if they cost the same, give me Aaron Rodgers for one year. And that gives the Jets the ability to draft a young quarterback, too, not tie up a bunch of money, too. You know, Derek Carr is going to tie up a bunch of money. If Derek Carr ties up, let's say, a $150 million deal, right, you are potentially putting yourself in a box to where when Garrett Wilson needs his extension, when uh, when Elijah Moore needs to, to be re-upped, when Brees Hall needs to be uh, get his extension, you're in a spot, Sauce Gardner, that you, you might not have enough money to do that because of Derek Carr's contract. So there's pros and cons to both, um, Brucey. I, I could argue either side. I could flip the script on myself at any moment, but... Either way, the Jets are going going deep into the into the playoffs, and people that are Jet doubters are going to have a rude awakening. Get your popcorn ready. The Jets are going to be a team. They're going to have a day. They're going to have a year. And uh, should I give up? Uh, this is a dynasty question. Should I give up a third round pick in dynasty for Kyle Trask, just hoping that they say, you know what, you showed us enough. We're not getting another quarterback. You're our quarterback. Uh, I mean, a third rounder is almost nothing. So I won't say that that's a crazy trade, but like, is that a trade? Is that a nothing burger trade? Would I rather trade the third rounder away with the second rounder to get a higher second rounder? Yes. So I'd rather keep the third rounder. Trask, I don't, I don't think he's, he's, he's not on my radar. But that's me, Bruce. I could be wrong, and we've seen quarterbacks rise before. But I, I don't, I don't see Trask as a as a future starter yet. Yet. They were just talking about him on uh, on the TV, and none of them said that he's going to be a starter. 
yeah, he's shown nothing for us to know that. Like he's kind of like Jordan Love in a way, but Jordan Love has given us a lot more to look at. So Jordan Love has that allure, whereas Trask hasn't done anything. So we have no clue of Trask. Like we can pretend that we know, you know, from college, and but Trask has no. He has a very, very little shot of being the starter there long term. Um, hang tight, real quick, Bruce and Ron. We got a new caller here. Uh, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show with Ron Navy, the the Bruce, and myself. Who are we talking to? Yo, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, who's this? This is Anthony. What's up, Anthony? What's going on? What's up? Yeah, I just had a question about how you want to evaluate like players like Wandale and Javante, who had like major like ACL injuries but are like still young in their career. Um, because like I personally like don't value them a lot, but I feel like like I'm kind of new to dynasty, but like yeah. I don't really know like. Should I be looking to trade those guys if I'm looking to compete in like a year or two? Case or by like, are they holds? It's a great question, Anthony. It's it's case by case. Is it Anthony or Anthony? Yeah, Anthony with no age. Okay. Um, it it uh, it's like um, it's case by case, and so you can't look at ACL as an all encompassing injury that that everyone's gonna have the same recovery. It's completely different case by case. What was what was the like when you tear an ACL? What a lot of people don't understand about uh, an, an ACL injury in football is traditionally you have a whole lot of damage on top of the ACL, or at least some. Because when you tear your ACL in football, you don't just like in soccer. A lot of players will slide on the grass like this, and then a player will land on their leg, and it will just it'll mess with the 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 knee just slightly to pop the ACL. But there's no other damage a lot of the time in other other ligaments and any any meniscus or whatever. So that's because the ground's like almost a control and it's holding the knee in place. And then a, a person comes and lands on it and it just pops that ACL barely, you know. It, but it tears it completely. In football, usually you tear your leg, especially like on turf, or if a knee comes in or a helmet comes in. Usually the knee's going like this to the left side or the right side, okay. And when it does that, you can see. That it's pulling this ligament here, it's pulling the the LCL, or it's pulling the MCL. This right here, the MCL, it's getting pulled, or and it's also pinching the meniscus, whichever side is going like that. You also could tear the ACL and the PCL, which is they're both right here. There's usually in football, there's multiple injuries in a ACL tear because of that reason. A helmet's hitting it, and the knees just getting jacked up. Just getting smashed apart. You got meniscus and one of the other ligaments a lot of times also with the ACL tear. So when you ask me, how do I evaluate Javante versus like Brees Hall? I'm going to have a video on that um, tonight or tomorrow. So I'll give you a lot more detail on that. But essentially, Javante had his knee mangled like J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Brees Hall had just his ACL tear, very clean ACL tear. And uh, he's also way ahead of schedule. So depending on how... A player is walking into camp. If, if let's say a running back, for example, uh, receivers have a lot quicker recovery. Let's say a running back is is looking ahead of schedule. He's going to be participating in camp. He's good to go. You like in terms of like that expectation of he can recover from this right away. Um, will he have his explosion? Probably not because your your brain talks to your knee. Your brain talks to your entire body, and when you sever that connection. Um, and I've tore my ACL personally, it takes you a little while, like it takes you a, a, a millisecond slower 
to tell your your knee, your brain to tell your knee to cut. And so, like, when I tore my ACL, I'd be walking, bro. I'd be, like, in the mall. I'd be at a grocery store or whatever. And I'd try and turn left or turn right. And my and, and I would keep going straight for a second. And I'd be like, I, I tried to go that way. And I couldn't go that way. There's so much involved with a severing of a, a ligament or a tendon or whatever to where you have to establish new connections. It's crazy. It's it, the, how, how much the brain in, is involved in that is crazy. But I, I think with Javante, you got to look at the fact that he's not going to be ready for week one, bro. With Saquon Barkley, he wasn't ready for week one. It was, it was clear as day Barkley was going to have a bad first year back. JK, clear as day he's going to have a bad first year back. Cooper Cup tore his ACL and was ready for week one. And Cooper Cup had an amazing first year back. And he obviously has an amazing career since. So if you want to take like a wide receiver as an example, think Cooper Cup. It's possible they can become the, you know the best player in the world still if they're on that track to begin with. Um, and in case of a running back, it's all about camp, bro. Mm-hmm. Is is he yeah. is he walking into week one ready to rumble? So there'll be more on that video. Uh, look for it. It'll be about Javante and Brees Hall. Yeah, I guess with like Brees Hall though, like you'd have like a lot invested in him to up to that point. So it's like. You know, like the ACL tear, like it sucks, but like there's not really much that you can do unless you're just willing to take a loss on a first-year guy who like looks incredible. Same with like Saquon, like I mean it's Saquon, so you can't really do much there. But I feel like with Javante and like Wandale, like these are guys that you took flyers on in the first place. I mean Javante less so, but at this point you have you've hopefully done stuff to not be as invested in one guy. That like I feel like I'm kind of like supposed to sell these guys. Well, and I, move on. I, I'm not. Sense. I'm not saying you're wrong in your thinking, but I don't think Javante was like the number. He was like a top of the second round pick. So there's a lot of draft capital in Javante, and I think if you're a smart coach like like Sean Payton is, you know that he's capable of being like a top five running back in the NFL. The question is, will he ever be the same? I don't know. The fact that his knee was so mangled, he may never be the same. We don't know. We don't know how he's going to recover. Um, but again, it it doesn't really have to do with that. It has to do with whether the opportunity is still going to be there. So if you're saying that they're going to bring in competition, I think you're right because Javante won't be healthy for week one, so they have to bring in an RB. And then Sean Payton's made comments like, oh, we could bring Josh Jacobson, you know, because he was talking with Josh Jacobson. He mentioned that on, a, on in an interview. So Sean Payton's very open-minded to it. That's more of the concern. It's not so much about like, oh, Brees Hall, there's more draft capital. There really isn't that much more draft capital in Brees Hall. Brees Hall just had a, an opportunity to shine. Javante didn't. Um, I think it's case by case. I think you looking at it as an injury, like an ACL tear player needs to be traded, I think that's the wrong approach. I think you need to look at it case by case. Javante should be sold if you can sell him for the right price. He should be held if you can't sell him for the right, right price. Brees Hall shouldn't be sold at all because Brees Hall, in my opinion, is number one, number two, or number three running back in fantasy football for, for Dynasty. Um, but it's case by case for me. You know, in the case of uh, uh, of Wandell, I you know he hasn't proven anything yet. Um, I don't know that you can get much for him, but if you could, would I throw him into a deal to make a deal get done that I wanted done? Like if I was trading a, a, a future first rounder and Wandell for Kyle Pitts, I would take it all day long. I don't care about Wandell and what he could be because I have no idea what he could be. So it's all case by case. I don't, I wouldn't look at it like an ACL torn player needs to be traded. You just gotta look at all the facts. Yeah. I guess, like, to just give, like, a quick little, like, 
um, trade. Um, I currently have a trade for Wandale and Javante for first. And I feel like Javante for first, like, makes sense. But then he wanted Wandale, and it's just like, I don't know, because Wandale's so young, and he looked good in, like, one or two games last year, and then he, he dusted his ACL. So it's like, that's a little tough. Where will the first rounder maybe be? Uh, Probably mid to late. Like, it's a 12 team, so probably 7 to 10. Uh, what's the chat think? Uh, Bruce and Ron, let's go with the Bruce first. Bruce, do you, would you rather have a mid first to late first rounder or Javante and Wandell? Well, I'd rather have Javante and Wandell. Uh, Ron? A mid first rounder? Mid to late. Could be late. Truthfully, I'd rather have the draft picks because there's a lot of talent out there, especially... Uh, yeah, that can be gotten. And it's a 2024. It's a 2024 first rounder, right, uh, Anthony? Yeah, 2024. Uh, I guess some of it depends on too, like if you're building for the future, if you can win now. But at the same time, I'm I'm never one that shies away from from making a move that requires multiple steps. Meaning, like it, if I feel like I can take a 2024 first, because I'm never done trading, <laughs> bro, in a, in a real legit dynasty league. I'm never done trading. If I could take a 2024 first and then flip it into 2023 first, you know what I mean? Like, let's say I have a, yeah. my, let's say my team's good. I love my team, okay? If I love my team and I could trade Javante and Wandell for a 2024 first, now I can trade my 2024 first that I currently have, you know, before this trade with the trade, the 2024 first that I acquired to get the 1.2 or 1.3. And then, then I get, I get Gibbs. You know, so like that's how I turn Javante into Gibbs. That that's how my yeah. my brain yeah. thinks. But if you're in a league where there's not a lot of trading and you don't think you can actually do two moves, and this is like the only trade you're gonna even get all year because they're really bad owners, then that's another factor. Um, but bro, in a dynasty, Javante is not gonna help you much this year. It could could yeah. is there a world where he could come back in week eight or nine? And let's say the Denver Broncos didn't bring in a really good, you know, competition counterpart. Yeah, then I'm probably going to be on board. Like after the draft, if Javante Williams is not looking at much competition, you know, let's say they bring in, they could bring in like a Jamal Williams though. Like like I was saying earlier, Jamal Williams, and I'm not saying Jamal Williams is a dynasty threat. So that could be a good and a bad thing. It could be good for his long-term value, Javante, if Jamal lands in Denver. But it could be very bad for his 2023 value. But if we look at like these free agent yeah. running backs and we say Montgomery is going to struggle to get a starting job, could, could the best scenario for Monty be to go to a, a cloudy situation and try and grab a hold of a starting gig? Maybe. Um could Cream Hunt find his way in Denver? Absolutely. Like I could see Cream Hunt in Denver. And then what do you do with Javante at that point? So if it's me, as much as I love Javante, if I think I can make more trades, I'd probably take the 2024 first. But it's a really tough, it's a really tough situation. It really is. I mean, it's a it's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, because like I, I, I could see him being like amazing or like fantasy irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Like straight up, like anywhere in between. At least you know the 2024 first is good value no matter what. So, you know, I, I probably take I probably take it, but then try and move it. You know, Kyle Pitts is one of the best buy lows right now in Dynasty. 
I definitely go attack Kyle Pitts using that first rounder if you don't have an elite tight end. Um, I definitely could use the first rounder to upgrade like a Trevor Lawrence into Burrow, you know, like something like that. Like it, 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 ultimately, if I'm taking Javante or trying to do that with Javante, period, like if I can take Javante and Wandell and say, you know what, maybe I don't get Javante, maybe I ruin the, the, the comeback, you know, the opportunity to have a, a comeback player like Javante. But if I can take Javante and Wandell and bump my my tight end six into pits or bump my my Trevor Lawrence or or you know cousins or anybody earmuffs Ron cousins or Trevor Lawrence into Burrow and I at, at the cost of Javante and Wandell or the first rounder I get with them that's a huge sidestep crafty way to to take the risk and toss it into an upgrade you know that's how my mind works I'm always in the upgrade business. That's it. That's I, I need to create a video on that. Um, I'm always in the upgrade business. I'm always trying to upgrade and get you know monster players, and then use my waiver wire and and late drafting skill set to try and fill in the holes versus trying to just draft the most well balanced team or trade for the most well balanced team. I'm all about the the sleepers. I'm all about like you've got the Damian Pierce, the Kenneth Walkers from last year rising up. You know, like this year, you're going to have a lot of rookie running backs like Bigsby and, and, and uh, um, uh, Miller. You know, th- there's a lot of, there's a lot of RBs that I love in this draft class. And then you got guys like, I mean, very, very, very late breakout candidates that, that, that are stashes like Ty Chandler in Minnesota. You know, they could they, I'm just going to have a team full of those guys and I'd rather upgrade the bigger guns. It's a good question, though, bro. I mean, I mean, do, do I get rid of Javante for peanuts? No. Do, do I get rid of him for a ham sandwich? No. Do I get rid of him for a first rounder? Maybe. And I would waver on this. To, to, to end it on this so you don't think it's a home run slam dunk, I would waver on it. I, I would waver on it all day, like, honestly, because I still love Javante, but it's tough to wait on him. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, anything else, bro? Uh, no, I mean, that that was mainly it. All right, while you hang tight, unless you got to go. Yeah, if you got to go, no problem. But if you want to hang tight, you can stay on this little mini panel we got going here, and we'll just keep adding people to it until I, I jump. Uh, Ron Navy, anything you want to add to that or any other topic you want to toss out? Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, Bruce? Uh, just that, uh, I would keep Javante... And uh, Ronda, not that there's I I don't think there's a running back that's better in this class than Javante Williams. So I would yeah. hold on to him even if it means okay. Well, one of my spots is taking up for an injured Javante Williams. What are you gonna do when he comes back? I mean, I tore my ACL twice. Uh, you know, wasn't fun, but you know, I made it back. Um, then you got Rondell Moore. He did show flashes, and you know they're already trying to get rid of a couple receivers. So, hey, he's going to work his way up. Yeah, um, let me let me be very clear. You know, and because there could be like a, a, a Ray type in the in the chat right now. 
could I change my mind? Absolutely. Like a lot of this is dependent on the recovery process. If the recovery process is actually better than people are reporting on, and they're like, no, no, he's not that far behind. And, you know, then everything changes. You know what I mean? That's kind of why I, if I say I waver on it, like I waver all day on it, this is not a home run for me. It's because I, I worried about the recovery being better than we think. I'm worried about the fact that uh, if Sean Payton doesn't bring in an RB that's of any major threat, like let's say he brings in Singletary, you know, big deal. Like then, I, then I'm then you're gonna see me start pumping Javante up a little more. So I just want everybody to understand that it's a very volatile situation right now, and and it's very dependent on the NFL draft. So if Javante's got Tank Bigsby sitting there, he's in trouble. If he's got no rookie running back of note, and they bring in a Singletary or Jamal Williams, his dynasty value is pretty decent still. And and I might waver on this more than I am wavering now. So I want everyone to know that like it's not a set in stone thing for me. Javante is a very volatile and very uh, crazy, you know, um, a player to evaluate right now. Very very tough. Yeah. What would you think about moving Javante for Swift? Uh, I probably would. I probably would on the on the same thinking that I that I provided earlier is that the trade value of Swift is a lot higher than Javante's and maybe you could flip it to into something amazing. But at the same time, like I said, if no rookie running back is drafted in the in the 2023 NFL draft to you know to compete with Javante and his recovery is reportedly better than people expected, then all of a sudden you got a different, you know, a different question. So I, I just want to make that very clear. You know, I, I, I don't, there's no exact answer yet. This is a very, very tough question. It's a very good question. It's a very tough question. That's why I'm creating a video on this topic. So I'll, I'll be attacking this in a very similar fashion, but I'll be talking a lot about Brees Hall. So it's going to be, you know, new content. It won't feel like we're beating a dead horse on it, but it's such a complicated topic, Javante and, and, and Brees Hall and the difference between the two. And where you value Javante, that that I want to make a video on it, so people understand that that it's it's volatile and it's going to change with the draft and it's going to change with the recovery uh, news because Javante is. I still love Javante. I don't think we were wrong when when those of us that believed it thought that he could be a top five running back in the National Football League, could be a top one to five you know fantasy football running back if they leaned on him properly and if Hackett didn't screw everything up. I really, 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 really love Javante Williams, and that was not that was not a, a bad take, in my opinion, that I look back on and say, ah, yeah, I was wrong about that one. I don't think I was wrong about it. I just think now he's in a tough spot, and I just hope he can get out of it. Um, we got any other phone calls? Dial in if you guys want to be a part of this panel. Uh, we'll stay live for a few more minutes. We got 87 uh, people in here, we have 58 thumbs up. If you guys could punch that thumb up button for your boy Smitty, I'd appreciate it. And we'll be live tonight. Hey. Promo code Smitty on Underdog. Uh, Underdog will match up to $100 in your first deposit. I pinned that link in the live chat. So make sure you get on over to the link that's pinned in the live chat. The link is also in the, descri- the description if you're watching a replay of this video. But we'll be doing live drafts on Underdog tonight. And if you aren't already signed up and ready to go using that link and promo code, you ain't getting in. You ain't getting in. We jump at it too quickly. The spots will fill too fast. If you want to draft with me live tonight, real draft, not a mock draft, 
a real draft with the rookies included. Click that link right now. Uh, what were you saying, Bruce? Should you uh, should you handcuff Brees Hall and My- Michael Carter just in case, like, Brees Hall isn't, uh, you know, feeling 100%? Should you just say, hey, I'm going to back him up with Michael Carter now? Do you try to get Michael Carter? Get Brees. I don't, I don't know that uh, Michael Carter is even the backup, bro. You know, like, we, we have to kind of see how that plays out. I think whoever's the backup there, yes. But we'll, we'll have to see. I, 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 I like cuffing a player like Brees Hall in an offense that I predict to be very explosive, sure. But I think we got to wait and see. Um, is Zonovan Knight uh, a free agent? What is, what's his status? Let me pull him up real quickly. Zonovan... Um, let's see what his contract looks like. I think he's still on the squad. Let's see here. Zonovan Knight. I don't, I don't even see his contract anywhere. No one even knows. (laughs) He's such a, such a smaller time running back. I can't even find his contract. Okay. I think he's a. I think he signed through 2023. So yeah, he's got a and he's eight hundred and seventy thousand dollar contract base salary, I believe. I you know I don't know. We'll have to see who the backup is, but I certainly love backing up. I certainly do love backing up Brees Hall. Um, Hob Hob G, you're live. Yo, what up, Smitty? What what's, up, chat? What's up? How y'all doing? We're good, bro. Yeah, yo, Ron's on here. Yeah. Holler at Ron. Ron's a cool dude. I like Ron. What up, Ron? <laughs> hey, what's going on, brother? Oh, no, nah, man. On the way home from work. Yo, the Steelers is my second club. Nah. <laughs> All right. You, you got a friend in Ron now. Yo, the, um, yo can, we, can we talk some draft? Like uh, underdog draft strategy? Yeah, yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. Oh, because... Because Ada had a, um, a question in, in the chat at 55, Pitts or Drake? Um, that was interesting. At 55 overall? Yeah. Um, where At that point on the rank pre-rank list, where's, where are they both ranked overall? They're, uh, Drake is right around there at 55 and and. Pitts is a little bit out, so it looks like you can get both yeah, Drake and then Pitts at around 66 in that, that range. That's my move then, because I ultimately want to try and land both of them, and, and I love both of them so much. I don't think you can really go wrong. They're both, their ADPs are pretty close, like you just laid out, but I think because Kyle Pitts, is, he was such a disappointment last year. London wasn't really a disappointment. He's more just like you're waiting for him to get an opportunity. People are disappointed in Kyle Pitts, man. When I dropped Kyle Pitts on the Moon Men list, I never. I that's the one that got the most pushback. So there's there's clear doubt around Kyle Pitts. But how many picks are part of your your draft spots? What is that? Eleven. Eleven picks apart. Okay. Yeah. yeah that I, 11, and, and what is Kyle Pitts four. ranked? Is he the second ranked tight end? Third ranked at this point? No. He's after Hawkinson, so that should put him around what five, five somewhere around there. For, no, from from the spot you're at now, how far down is he on the tight end ranking? 
Oh, well, hold on. Like, if, you, if he's they're short they're by they're tight they're end, good. is he number two? Is he number one? Yeah, I'm going to go back in. I'm going to go back in underdog. Because uh, that, that matters, too. Because, like, people will sort by position. Right. And if he's the top-ranked player at his position, he's probably not lasting 11 picks. But but you never know, bro. I've seen it before. Ron, how many uh, times have you seen a player six. at the top? I'm sorry, what? He's six. He's six down from this moment right here where you're at in the draft? He's a, no, no, um, he's he's tight end six. Um, Okay, but when you sort by tight ends, is he the first tight end available right now at this point in the draft? Or are you talking about you're not on the, on the clock yet? Like in, in your no, 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 because Ada had that question, and I want to, I want to okay. go through that scenario. Yeah, I, I would say, I would say the better choice is to go London than Kyle Pitts because the ADP difference. But Ron, how many times in a in a in a best ball draft have you been on the clock or been on the clock, and you pass on a certain guy, and he's like at the top of that position ranking, and you're like, there's no way he's falling to me. And most times he doesn't, but you literally go through like 11, 12 picks, and he does fall. It's crazy. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> Like it's happened before. Yeah, it is. It it depends on how far down they are on the on the ranking list of all players first, and then and then it goes by like you know when you're talking tight ends because tight ends usually you can wait if there's a lot of good players. So you got to look at all the players above him and look at the quality of players. And if there's a lot of better quality players above him, yeah. Your chances of getting him later are good, but if somebody needs a tight end, they'll 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 go way down and grab him. I would He's say top one. I would say try for London and Pitts is the best i best option of getting both since the ADPs are different, you know. But but I love both, bro. But, I, and I've I've made it. I've made this. I'm going to do a best ball video on this. I'm going to do more best ball videos on the Fantasy Football Show channel here. I'm going to do more best ball. Um, strategy shows and one of my favorite is going to be the Lamar Kyle Pitts and Drake London stack the, tr- the the triple stack because I think you can get like a first and second rounder and maybe even like a fifth rounder on top of it so you're talking about Lamar Pitts London and then you're still getting like uh you know a Brees Hall and uh a Devontae Adams and also maybe even a uh Christian Watson. You know what I mean? Like that's a really good team. Christian Watson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, uh, Brees Hall, you know, um maybe another running back like a you know, first round running back. Like you can get a pretty solid team. I think it's a fun approach. So I'm definitely gonna be in uh, creating a video on that approach. I like stacking yeah, players. I like stacking them. So there's there's times where you know I'll, I'll I'll state a player because they just don't fit my bill to get a player that fits my bill. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Hey, um, real quickly, guys, I just noticed I haven't, I've yet to talk about Fields, who's on the graphic, and people are always asking me that when I when I don't touch on a player um, th- that's on the graphic. I meant to put Fields on this list. So there's still some trade rumors. Um, I think pretty much anybody... I think anybody that has, you know, a good sense of of smoke season in the off season and how it goes understands that that Justin Fields is probably not getting traded. Like we don't need that reminder. Like we understand that. But there's still an there's still a shot 
because and the reason I say there's still a shot they trade him is because there is a point where you don't try and fake that anymore. You know what I mean? Like if you've got a quarterback you one thousand percent believe in, it's more important for you to back that quarterback than to try and play games with like a draft pick, you know what I mean? So when someone says, Is Fields your starting quarterback and your answer isn't yes. There's some damage that is done to your quarterback's confidence. Even if it's on a minute level, even if, let's say, uh, Ryan Poles went to Fields and said, look, I'm going to say this, but I don't mean it. <laughs> it's still it's still like it's almost like in, in high school, you know, if, if if your girlfriend had said to you, hey, I'll hold your hand, but not in public. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what it feels like if you're, if you're lit. You know how bad you'd feel? Like, I still want you, but when we're in public or we're walking around school, you're not holding my hand. Like, that. that's how this feels when you're asked, is feels your starting quarterback. So I don't want to hear there's zero chance that the, that the, the Bears go in a, a different direction because you, me, nobody knows how much they love Stroud, how much they love Bryce Young. We don't know. Like, what if they absolutely think Stroud is the best quarterback to ever come out of college or something? We don't know that. So there's a shot that they want to take Stroud or, or somebody. But we do also know, based on the historical, you know, uh, the way this has happened time and time and time and time again, the smoke season, NFL draft seasons, there's 90% smoke when you have that one pick and you don't need a quarterback. And I think that we we get so we get so caught up in what we feel, we don't realize that what we feel ultimately doesn't matter. We have to sometimes take into account what we think the Bears want, and um, we don't know if they feel like they don't have the team to go at it right now, and they feel like they're going to break Fields because Fields literally had to put the team on his back all year long. And how many years can he do that? Are they ready to win now? None of us think I think the Bears are ready to win now. Could they be ready two years from now? Maybe. It may take them one more building year and they can get there. And, and with the draft capital they have, I could see it being a real good situation. But could they, like we've mapped, mapped out before, uh, looking at the NFL draft board, could they take the fields and trade him to like the Texans for the number uh, two pick overall? right here, and the number 12 pick overall, thus having the 1, the 2, and the 12 in the in the top 12 of this year's NFL draft, and drafting like a, a Jackson Smith and Jigba, drafting, uh, taking this 2 and then moving it down after that, and taking Bijan Robinson and having an offensive lineman. You could literally take this 2 pick. If you acquired the 2 and the 12 for Fields, and you take this two, you could turn this two into additional two first rounders this year. You could go to you could go to a team like Detroit and say, Detroit, we'll give you the two. You can draft your quarterback you want. We'll take Stroud here. You can get Bryce Young here, and you give us the six and the, the 18. We'll give you another second rounder and kick that back later. The Bears could ultimately, with two trades, trade fields and then do another flip of the draft picks and have the number one, the number six, the number 12, and the number 18. So my question to anybody that says that feels a 0% chance he get traded, would you not take that? I would take that. If I could if I could make those two trades happen and they're plausible trades and and you could give me Stroud, you could give me uh Bijan Robinson, you could give me uh Jackson Smith and Jigba or or Quentin Johnston and then also a a a, a offensive lineman Four first-round picks by trading fields instead of having just the one first-round pick, it, it's arguable. You know, it, it's I could debate it. I could flip the script on myself and say I could do either one. 
So, I mean, imagine Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, uh, Bijan Robinson and Stroud, and an offensive lineman all in the first round. That would be crazy. That would be an unbelievable build. So I, I don't think Fields is the only answer. I think he's probably not getting traded. I think 95% of it is smoke, but I mean, it's it, this is a possibility if it was done right. That's all I'm saying. Do, do you guys agree, disagree, or is there any other thing you want to add on that topic? Because I wanted to talk about Fields before we, we jetted. Uh, I wanted to add, <clears throat> that happened not too long ago, I think, with Kyler Murray and uh, Josh Rosen. And uh, I don't know how that would work if they did draft another quarterback but keep Fields on the roster, you know. Look what happened to Josh Rosen the rest of his career. Yeah, he's been a backup. Well, he never gained. He never gained his confidence. Back. Yeah, di- different with Fields. So Fields, they could get rid of like that. Even if they like the the problem with Josh Rosen was he didn't prove it. Right, he had a full year. He didn't prove it. Fields did. So even if let's say the Bears couldn't pull off a deal before they they drafted Stroud, which is unlikely too, because Fields is such good trade value, they could get rid of Fields before the draft. So. I think the 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 picture you're painting isn't likely because they'll get rid of Fields. Everybody, this quarterback uh, free agent market's dry, so feel, they they land whatever they want for Fields. Plus, you want to get the 2023 draft capital. You want to line it all up, you know, so that you can build, you know, the right way. So you'd want all these rookies, you know, in the same draft. Um, I I, I think that uh, even if let's say they screwed the pooch, they draft Stroud, they didn't get rid of Fields yet. He's so good, the supply and demand of the thing will make sure that they don't get worked over for Fields. Whereas Rosen, the Cardinals drafted Kyler, didn't get rid of Rosen yet, and everybody just said, well, (laughs) we know you need to get rid of Rosen now. We're not going to give you crap for him. That wouldn't even happen. Even if the Bears screwed the pooch, didn't get rid of Fields, they would get the world for him after the fact if they drafted Stroud. But they would 1,000% trade Fields before if their plan was to draft Stroud, which again, I believe is 95% not likely. But there is a world where it exists. Yeah, here's here's the the thing thing is, you got a new GM, new head coach in Chicago. So you really don't know what they're going to do. I mean, that could be surprising. They they could draft a draft a quarterback because maybe they're not so big on fields. I mean, look, Arizona hired a brand new coach. First thing he did, hey, Murray's my guy. I'm, we're building around Murray. And he made it clear right from the get-go that Murray was his guy. Chicago hasn't done that with fields. So you don't know what their take is. They haven't really come out and said anything to say how confident they are in fields or not confident in fields. But either way, if they draft a quarterback, they draft a quarterback. But they might still take that first-round draft pick, go back and get a couple first, a lower first-round pick, and strengthen their team that way. Even if they do take a quarterback or don't take a quarterback, yeah, that, that would be smart. Yep, I, I just, I just think it's possible. I think people need to uh, understand that it's a possibility. It's not likely, but it's a possibility for sure. All right, boys, I'll be back uh, later tonight. Brucey, I'm, I'm excited to, to have you on the phone here. Please call back in more often. Hob G, you got anything else? Ten seconds. You got anything else? Nah, man, I want to just say uh, peace out to everybody. Appreciate you, pal. All right, take yep, care, see, see you tonight. Uh, Brucey, you got anything else? 
Nah, peace out. Man. All right, later, man. Uh, Ron, Ron Navy, anything else? Yeah, what do you think of T. Martin being the new uh, quarterback coach of Baltimore? I think uh, I think that even molds more for Lamar wanting to get the heck out of there. Yeah, maybe, and and also the fact that, like I mentioned before, with uh, with Lamar's situation, uh, Munkin and, and the fact that they they need to create this new offense, right? That without Lamar there, it's going to be really hard to do. So if they feel like, like I said earlier at the top of the show, they're a hundred million apart. And, and and it sounds like um, they're hundred million apart. And what we're hearing is that that the counter offers from Lamar have been in the two forty to two fifty range, guaranteed, like fully guaranteed. Meaning that Deshaun Watson was two thirty guaranteed. Uh, Lamar wants two forty two fifty because let's be honest, he's better than Watson. Now Watson shouldn't have got that deal. So it's unfortunate for the market, right? The quarterback market, because it, he set a market, he set a benchmark in the market, and he shouldn't have. The the Browns were absolutely stupid, and they it was one of the dumbest contracts ever given to a quarterback or ever ever given in sports history, and it set a new benchmark that these players are going to argue. And without a without a uh, an agent, we make fun of Lamar all the time for not having an agent. But you know what? Like I said to everybody, my mom returned an old year old piece of meat to the grocery store because she was relentless and and just wouldn't hear no for an answer wouldn't listen to logic this woman went in there and said i want this returned it tastes funny she brought in a, a a mouthful of chewed meat put it back onto the steak to make it whole and brought it in in a baggie and said and asked him to try it with her chewed up piece of meat ron inside the bag and the guy's like ma'am this is a year old and 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 he just said, I, I can't return it. It tastes funny. It has a little zing to it. it. has a little zing to it. The guy couldn't believe him, his what was happening. And he just, to get her out, he said, just, here, I'll refund it. Because my mom wouldn't let it go. I like this idea in How some... How awesome would that have been to have that on video? That Bro, yeah, so if awesome that, that would have that. been 10 million views in a, in a day. Just watching this woman <laughs> negotiate with this man. They, they couldn't just understand what was even happening. He just gave up. She wore him down like a little nub. And this guy just returned it, gave her a, a, a return. It wasn't even in the freezer, Ron. I, I mean, like it yeah. was, but like it wasn't for a long time. That's the whole point. That's why it had to zing to it. And so my, my point is that, you know, we make fun of Lamar. And I have admittedly said he doesn't have an agent. Stupid, stupid, stupid. But you know what? The more I think about it, if, I, if my mom went into a negotiation and she just didn't listen to rhyme or reason. There might be a chance that they just they say he doesn't have an agent. We can't even negotiate with him. Let's trade him. Like maybe this is part of his plan. Is like without a a very logical you know uh, connection to an agent and having this go a normal way. They're literally like probably up in arms. I bet you Lamar's frustrating the heck out of Baltimore not having an agent. Like how do we deal with this? How do we even how do we even negotiate like this? We can't. Let's just trade him. And I think it works out to his advantage if they're frustrated and he wants out. <laughs> you know, send mom after him. You imagine? This is Lamar Jackson's mother. Uh, yeah, yeah. we, we want to talk about the contract. My baby deserves more than Deshaun Watson. You call back when my baby gets what he wants. Slams down the phone. There's no way to negotiate with this. How are you? What are you going to do? Munkin needs to build this offense around... Lamar, Lamar's not even going to be there. 
His mom's not going to be there. The two won't even show up to the table, I don't think. They want $250 million guaranteed, and they're offering him what sounds like $140 to $150 million guaranteed. You think his mother's going to answer a call? Imagine what her reaction is when, when they say, we'll give you $150. She probably just laughs, hangs up the phone. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Lamar's got all the control. You know what's is we're over the years we're used to see seeing Cleveland screw themselves constantly year after year after year, but the the Sean Watson thing screwed over the whole league. So Cleveland, thank you for 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 all the years of screwing yourself over, and now for screwing over the whole league with your shenanigans. Yeah, that, that was, was it. Just, yeah. Crazy, man. Anyway. All right, Ron, I'll see you tonight. All right, later. Later. Man, good old moms. I need to get mom. I need, mo- I need moms to negotiate my, my sponsorship deals. Can you imagine if, if, if Prime finally called up? They said, look, we've been hearing a lot of buzz about you drinking Prime on the show all the time. Hold on. Let me transfer you to my mom. <laughs> Hello? Uh, yes, ma'am, this is Logan Paul. I got KSA on the line. Hey, how's it going? We would like to negotiate a sponsorship with your son uh, to have Prime on the show. What's, what is this? Are you trying to take my baby? The, the, you're not taking my baby. Is this the Army? One time the Army called and said that, uh, uh, can we speak to your son? And I was 17, I think, and she said, uh, I heard her scream. You're not taking my baby! And slams the phone down. This woman can't be negotiated with. My mother would get the deal of a lifetime. Logan, um, how much money in how... Uh, my son wants a lifetime supply of Prime. He wants $10 million. <laughs> it would be the best negotiating uh, uh, move I could make. Is put my mom in char- charge of it. All right, I'll never forget what someone called my my, my uh, mom. It was uh, some salesman. He called up when I was a young kid and said, uh, "Yes, uh, ma'am, um, is your are your parents home?" <laughs> my mom was like, "No, they're dead." It just hung up the phone. Like calling my mom was it was a mistake. It was a mistake. I'm gonna get her in the fold. We need her to be negotiating uh, uh, my contracts and, and sponsorships going forward. I'll see you all tonight, 7 p.m. East or uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. This is a 7 p.m. show. I'll see you all tonight, midnight Eastern, because your boy Smitty goes live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday. I'm live whenever news breaks. I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, most midnights on those days, and that means we'll be live tonight on the uh, on the what Thursday show here. So um, I'll see you all tonight drafting on Underdog Fantasy, promo code SMITTY. That link is pinned in the live chat. It's also in the description. If you don't do this now and sign up and get that $100 bonus match, or if you deposit $10, they'll give you $10. They'll, they'll match up to $100 dollar for dollar on your first deposit. But if you don't sign up now, you won't be ready to draft tonight. You won't be ready to draft tonight. We got to meet Miss Smitty. You can meet Miss Smitty. She's on my, I, I have a sitcom. For those that don't know, on my main YouTube channel, go to the main YouTube channel, scroll about halfway down, and there's a, a, a sitcom that I created. It's like The League. It's like The League meets The Office. It's a it's a four-episode sitcom. 
And my mother is, is in episode two. She enters the equation in episode two. And Grant, you guys know Grant. Grant's job, Grant was applying for internship here at the Fantasy Football Show. And I, I made him make a video, an assignment with my mother. And if you want to watch my mother interact with Grant, not in any, any weird way, um, go watch the Fantasy Football Intern uh, it's on my main channel. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's seriously. I'm not joking. It's a sitcom on my channel, and episode five should be dropping in the next month. Episode five is going to be amazing. So if anybody likes the the league, Javi, you like the league, you need to watch the Fantasy Football Intern. It's a sitcom I created. I plan on doing big things with it. To be honest with you, I plan on really trying to make this into a, a like a ten episode uh, sitcom series every year. It's just a matter of getting the word out. So go watch it. Appreciate you all. See you tonight. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.